That's right. It's podcasting time. We got a podcast. Wait, wait. Now we got a podcast. Because <laughs> of the tension? Yeah, you know. Narrative yeah. tension? Got to let it dissipate. Right. I don't, I'm not a- Or elevate. Whoa. Narratives have rise and fall. Yeah, you're a story nerd, um, but we've already ranked stories. It's true. It's true. We need something else. Um, Anything been on your mind? Yeah, I got one, and I think oh. it is. You know, and uh, it's it's not unrelated to um, narrative. Uh, I mean, only because everything is. I could say that about anything, and yeah. I will because I enjoy a segue. Speaking of segues, safety. Safety is the idea that I thought we could rank today. Safety. Didn't we already do that? Did we do it? Hold on. Let me check. Is it? Will this be the second time I've done this? Have you done this before? Been. That's good. It's good that you said that because it immediately proves my unreliability mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as, as a memory witness. We're together here. Yeah. Here we are together. Yeah. Gee, to think that this is happening, you know, when we've got 70-something ideas, what's it going to be when we're in the 10,000s? Yeah, which we will get to because we're ranking every possible human idea. I was sure I – yeah, no, I knew I'd remember if we'd uh, – I would remember some aspects of the discussion if we'd already ranked safety. We have not. Really? Mm-hmm. Have we done something safety adjacent? Um, we've done. I mean, we've we've done uh, to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> we've done safeness and safeerosity, but not safety. All right, let's do it. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Welcome, everybody, to the Rank Ideas podcast, the greatest podcast in the world. Why? Because Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Andrew, are ranking every human idea on an ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. It takes two to rank a thing all right. It takes two and we're here tonight. It's not tonight. It's Tuesday morning. This is our new Tuesday morning uh, <laughs> ranking time, which we which we it's big news. We I asked Chris if we could change from Wednesday morning to Tuesday morning uh, so that I could have an extra hours sleep in on Wednesday mornings. Yeah, it's great because we moved from yeah nine to ten just to give you an idea of how um, how late I sleep in every single day. Yeah, and I was still late to to get in. Anyway, um, I feel so good. Do you? I could have done with an extra few hours. I've been yeah. busy lately. Yeah, you have. Um, everyone's busy all the time, though. That's that's not a. We should. We're gonna have to rank that at some point. Everyone being busy all the time. Yeah, or just the. I don't know. What is there a word for it? You, you, we did burn I mean, we out, took, but um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's meritocracy trap ideas that we could boil down to their essentialness. Yeah, just more the yeah the the, the idea the sort of. Um, the arms race of being busy as a as a badge. Yeah, well, they yeah the modern the modern term for that the modern think piece article term mm. for that is the meritocracy trap. Oh, is or, it? Well, it's a subset of the meritocracy trap. The idea that people who are, um, uh, yeah, that even that people who might have been leisure class at some point in the past, oh, yeah, we've now, about now feel as much pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why again, for those listeners who haven't seen those episodes, this is why I have have such a drive to self-identify as leisure class and to hold hold up the idea of sleeping in, goofing off, um, being deliberately not busy. Even though you know I do do a bunch of stuff, but I would rather I would rather actually be doing heaps of stuff, but then performatively be lazy and mm. idle than the other way around. Just because you know. The important thing is to lie at all times. The important, in the important thing is to be an obnoxious <laughs> contrarian. Um, and speaking of, the idea of safety should give me plenty of opportunity to be an obnoxious contrarian today. Yeah, you've you've picked it. It's been on your mind for a while. I'm shocked that we haven't done it. 
tell give give us your definition of the I safety d- in, in which in which we're uh, framing today's discussion. I just did a cruise through our um, iTunes feed just to triple check that you're right, but I'm sure we hadn't. Um, so safety is the idea of being protected um, and free from risk of harm uh, or relative risk of harm uh, through actions or um, environment or conditions. Like it's it's uh, and it, yeah the but the big reason. I want to talk about it, and I think the reason why it will be hard not to get derailed into unuseful uh, aspects of the conversation too early is because you know it's a. I feel like there's a lot been a lot of concept creep around that idea in its history. Like it starts there's the there's the mundane expression of it um, around things like just uh, f- being free of threats to your mortality or to your basic well being in a physical sense. Um, and then, you know, it's, it gets used a lot, uh, as a, as a feeling or a sense, the idea of, you know, being feeling safe or feeling unsafe. And, um, yeah, so I think of, of things to rank, uh, of the elements of ranking it on the list, there's the idea, you know, in terms of working out how useful it is as an idea, I think, um, that breadth of what it gets, of what gets contained in it will have to be contended with, but am I missing anything critical, Chris Hendry? No, I guess I guess just the main thing for our conversation will be the parameters of um which is which is very difficult for us to read because um you know we're two people in a similar bubble um at a particular time in history uh, mm. but the parameters that will make it useful for mine are um how much are we talking about um you know the utility of having like um cat's eyes on the road at night versus um how much are we talking about uh I don't like something, so um, the things around me should change. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think we just have to make a decision right at the top. My sense is that we should apply it. We should look at it in its broadest potential application because we've done. That's what we've done with similar ideas on the list. But um, am I right about that? If I look, it's sort of. It's, it's 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 a little bit different. I think because that we are probably dealing. I would say with two definitions mm-hmm. almost. Um, like we we could split out one from the other, but I'm just trying to think. Um, then how would you, cont- like is is there a term that c- contains um, that contains the elements of uh, the root elements of uh, you know protecting against threats to your mortality um, or well being. Think, look, thinking about it, my the argument for not splitting it up too much would be that I feel like even One at the other, even at the primal level, um, the idea of safety isn't even you know even at the at the at the dawn of dawn of humans uh, kinds thought space. The, this is good. We don't often venture into this. Yeah, this way, but I, I like it. Um, I think um, in this case, it's good. I think the if you <laughs> if you look at the I, yeah, safety. It just is fundamentally an idea because there is just there's uh, there's a fundamental uh, state of well being that someone is or isn't in like they're either being eaten by a velociraptor or not sure sure but then there is the, the cultural construct but yeah then well not just that there is there is an idea and a feeling like actually a feeling of being safe that allows and supports um, a type of human behavior like almost you know talking about it like that it's you there's almost the idea of like you know, can can even the feeling part of it be thought of as an idea more than just a necessary um, uh, element for human society to thrive? Because yeah, what would the re- you know the people the the people who 
use the broadest application of the word safety and want to stand on the idea of, no, I need to have a constant feeling of safety at all times, um, even though that, you know, there are elements of that that can uh, absolutely express as obnoxious or annoying. The, um, the point, the thing they have a point about is that if you don't feel safe as a human, then you, there is a cognitive barrier and a, or a cognitive load cost to, to your day. You know, okay. Or your nights, more critically, like for, probably, for the, sure. probably, yeah. Try, you know, if you try, if it, it's hard to sleep if you're not sure if you're safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the stress on your body and what it does to yeah. you over time. The interesting thing. Um, so I think that I think it's good to not split them out. I, I, was, I was just thinking because um, there's a book, uh, the coddling of the American mind, which which defines one element of it as safetyism, like the sort of idea of. Um, kind of an ideological pursuit of the need of safety, which, and they sort of unpack, I mean, like just to give the uh, the laziest physical example, they talk about um, the trend of of parents fearing that uh, their children are allergic to nuts, uh, all the kids at school not getting exposed to nuts and more of them be, uh, being allergic to nuts as a result and potentially having fatal consequences of that, like the rate significantly increasing. So th- I think there's like a, um, the, there's like a couple of truths here. One is that um, you can't feel enabled to do a, a whole run bunch of um, uh, baseline things in your life and everything above that in terms of complexity and um, edification without uh, underlying feeling of safety, safety, which um, is ob- obvious across um, all the hardships that we see people experience all the time. Um, but I think another thing is true that um, a social wielding of a perception of safety um, in certain circumstances will uh, ironically p- result in feeling less secure navigating situations that you're otherwise capable of injuring. Whether whether the case study of the coddling of the American mouth is accurate based, mouth. On, based on accurate <laughs> accurate phenomena or not. Oh, it, um, it, it, it's it's a, it's a good book. It's Jonathan Haidt. It's it's it's, it's um. The, yeah, sorry. Is it even you know regardless regardless of the I think there is there are plenty of um, appreciable case studies across human history where the. Um, where the drive um, towards, uh, yeah, performances of safety or, you know, even just not even performance of safety, just, you know, sometimes human beings uh, policy enactments of what is, what is, uh, what is trying to make people safe will have the opposite effect, or at least we'll have, a, you know, we'll have a deleterious effect. And, you know, this is the same can be prosecuted at the individual level by an individual's personal yeah. decisions. I've definitely done, you know, taken myself out of like avoided situations um, with a fear of, with a, a mismapped outlier fear of what the consequences of that situation would be. And it, it can become a vicious cycle where I avoid those situations more often and feel less safe in, you know, even situational adjacent uh, things. Yeah. The fact that it's so, the fact that safety on one simple level is an attempt to be, f- to be relatively free of fear and insecurity means that it's cross mapping, you know, the, the pursuit of it is cross mapping with fear and insecurity so often and fear and, and fear, fearful and insecure people aren't always making the soundest decisions like fear, mm. fearness and ins- Well, no one's making the sound. No one's ever making the soundest decisions. Exactly. So this is the thing. It's like, yeah. I guess, yeah, um, I, I really circle around with this one. I wonder if this is going to be one where it's, you know, we're going to hit some really mundane uh, points about it really quickly. And then the real truth is just going to be in going to the list and comparing it to things to find its relative rankling. Cause, I cause actually I'm, immediately, oh, sorry. No, go for it. I immediately think it's going to be quite high because um, the stuff that makes it so bad is it's uh, like in its, in its potential, in its, in its, in its bad forms. Yeah. Uh, it's all, it's all other things. It's all like, um, you know, mismapping of realities and um, 
mm. you know, not the capacity to be vulnerable or take risks or understand your own emotions or learn from your experience. Like, the, and those types of things, the, the inhibitors to that are all what the bottom of the list looks like. Um, yeah. Whereas conversely, the idea that, um, you know, we can in our own lives and mutually work to create, um, like a baseline level of understanding of what, um, you know, sort of minimum requirements are for people to enact their best selves and interact with each other. Like if, if that can be captured under ideas of safety, then that's great. It's only, it's only when um, people have short form blunt ways of saying what safety is and, and enforcing them upon each other and they collide that, um, that it's not a particularly useful and sometimes damaging. And there is a lot of handle. history, like, and again, uh, the cool thing is we don't have to talk about a single phenomenon from the last 10 years in terms of, you know, inv- invocations of, the prob- you know, stri- uh, the sort of invocations of the word safety that, you know, might be, uh, yeah, might feel uh, a bit rich. In our time. We don't need them because, yeah, that's, there's, you know, uh, throughout history, there's been plenty of times where, like, great, um, if not, if not, um uh, great public horrors, but at least, you know, <laughs> um, uh, a bunch of like uh, eye rolling moments have happened in the, you know, by people, you know, again, that I, cause you know, the, the thing about the idea of safety is that it's fundamentally high stakes. So the thing that, yeah. the thing that, it, the way that it can be used cringily is for people to um, go, all right, I can instantly escalate the sense of me having to be listened to or worked around in this situation by invoking the idea of of safe, of of me or my population that I'm representing being unsafe in this situation if thing, if we don't get what we want. Um, but you know that uh, that only works because safety is a high stakes issue. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, just when you're talking about the past, I just like as you know, I'm in it avid enjoyer of uh, history because so much of it is a, a, is an imagination space for how um, people have been um, without having any problem with their day-to-day life or the things that people have had huge problems with that don't seem to matter now. Like, I don't know, just it's just, uh, it's just a huge stretching because um, there's such a bias to assume that the aggregate reality that you're living in is, you know, um, some kind of normal or consistent thing when yeah. obviously it's, that's, that's not the case at all. Um, but, uh, I was just thinking of, I mean, even my own grandparents, you know, like the, um, who, who were like, you know, tortured by communists and things like that, just for, you know, being in a home and, um, yep. and, uh, the idea of building a society in which people would feel safe from, you know, cops just coming and, and dragging you and torturing you for no reason. That, like that's, that seems worth protecting. I'm just yeah. wondering if, if there's a, um, the, in terms of how high safety sits in the list is, um, is there another way of capturing that? This is my other thing. I, th- I feel like this one's going to end up similar to Law that we ranked a few episodes ago, where it not only yeah, there's it's it's protected not only by having a bunch of things below it, by having a bunch of good things above it yeah. as well. Like I think it will be yeah, rel- again, it feels like it's heading towards being relatively high ranked, but not not most high ranked because you still need a bunch of things above it. to make Which it is interesting good. because if I were to describe, you know, what's the most important thing for me in my whole life to be able to do anything else, like there, there are different things that fall under safety probably. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I could be wrong. Once we get on the list, it could end up super duper high. Mm. Um, you know, I was, I it's spent, really floating around this one for I me. Sp- <laughs> I spent the whole, I spent the whole episode on story just tr- straight trashing it and then ended up in like top five. So, you know, that's the, 
that's that's the beauty of us making sure that we only ever act, uh, rank things perfectly accurately. Mm. Um, if we would ever rank ranking things perfectly accurately, mm. good. I wonder. No, it's, it's too many ideas. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, we haven't done accuracy yet, but I think that'll be pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the. I mean, it's um, always good, Nick. It's just nice to be here, you know, chatting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. On a Tuesday morning. Um, but yeah, the... <laughs> the Such rich world building is the, the only detail people get yeah, is that it's people- Tuesday morning. <laughs> uh, what is, what's it like in the inner sanctum? It's Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday, yeah, yeah. you know, with all that, with all that, that suggests oh, and entails. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> the um, thing that... Uh, yeah, as you say, you raised the really good point right at the top, which is, you know, we're in a, like, we spend most of our time in a kind of middle-class context and environment um, of of talking in ideas, which means that, yeah, like, it, the thing that's often, we you know, we're-, we're I think we're at, a, like, a point in history, it, like you and I, in a place in history that hasn't potentially not existed before. And I know that's a stupidly hubristic thing to say, but I think the collective wealth of society and um, the the rapid integration of ideas and like the, the, the you know, the platforms upon which we're able to stand would have been unimaginable to a couple of generations before us and be every weird. generation previous. Yeah. I think it'd be weird to say, to say that that's not the case, yeah. but yeah, the um, uh, certainly, you know, we're in this weird band of population in in society and in the history of humankind where yeah we we know a lot of people we're yeah we're part of a big gang and group of people who are constantly chatting and talking where people's feeling and sense of safety probably doesn't has a relatively vague index to their actual immediate safety yeah you know i often wonder and i haven't gone out of my way to read about this stuff because i'm sure it would be written by the worst people imaginable but um which only speaks poorly of me, not not not, not of the hypothetical <laughs> people I'm <laughs> destroying who don't even exist. Um, necessarily. Coddling of the American Chris. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I often imagine that um, because, as, like, there's a particular cutoff. Um, it, it, the 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 half generation below where I'm at, um, there's there's this is and this is what I got from that book it has a strikingly higher rate of um, depression, anxiety, like the. Even like just really specific things like the twelve-year-old girl suicide rate is four times higher for people born, you know, um, you know, ten years before me than it is people my age, which is pretty striking for, for considering we're basically the same age, living in basically the same society, but sure, there's some sure, critical sure. differences. Um, and I, I often wonder that um, I, I know it's, it's a insufferable to you to go down sort of evolutionary psychology <laughs> ideas of anything but um not often, insufferable i enjoy i i i suffer greatly um, yeah, my do. chance to be dismissive and leery of it <laughs> um but i wonder you know given um you know we're born to live in a particular environment that has a baseline level of uh, risk and um and uh, hardship that we're not um if, thank goodness we're not uh, navigating day to day now i wonder how much of our you know, loss aversion and other sort of um, brain mapping uh, to realities uh, is geared towards identifying threats and fearing them. But the threats have so significantly decreased as spikes, but we still experience them in the same way. So we remap um, higher threats against smaller 
things than in the past, you know, because because we're not going to get dragged from our house and, yeah, yeah. and tortured, or most of most of us um, in my society at least. Where we're, um, where we're we not going we're not going to wa- plenty yeah. of people worldwide absolutely, still, still absolutely. under that threat today. Oh, awful, um, but we're not going to you know even you know in our society it's unlikely we're going to walk down an open manhole and die. It's unlikely we're going to be attacked by an animal. It's unlikely that you and I like have you been a victim of violent crime? I like I never have. No. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been a victim of. Uh, physical violence upon my person. So even even I haven't. I mean, yeah. I mean, a couple you know bullies in high school throwing rocks and uh, you know, yeah. I mean, mine is only my, my friend was, as you know, killed in gang violence when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. but which is horrible. But um, um, but my myself my in my own experience to go this many years like as a yeah, yeah as as a, um, a person who's out in society a lot without experiencing much of that stuff would like I'm sure it's rare across the the, the entire uh, the thousands of generations of humans and our brains you know uh they're not built for our current environment we're not ranking violence we're ranking safety i but i do we'll rank violence in some other episode but yeah i do th- but violence is a similar idea in terms of how the word like there's been concept creep around the word well safety is only a relative concept yes right like yeah. It has to exist against um, something. Because I have knee-jerk reactions when I hear people talk about safety and violence as someone who... Because, again, like, my my experiences of having... Of, you know, being physically beat up or relatively low-key on the scale, like I didn't get permanently injured or anything like that. Um, but they were still, you know, like... Uh, moments that gave me some arresting perspective on how things like physical physical pain being inflicted on you with human animus behind it, um, what what that's actually like. And so, yeah, like there's, um, you know, there's, there's again an edge lordy part of me that when people use terms like safety and violence, who I who I assess to people who to be people in the world who haven't experienced there's there's the there's there's a whole page in 1984 where um, that I always think about where um, yeah, because I, I think it's basically well, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of pages in that book where um, uh, that I always thought was like just a neat little observation. Where there's in the torture scene, there's just mm-hmm. a bit in the in the narrative where the main character is is being like, it talks about being like realizing and remembering and being reminded that there is nothing worse than physical pain, right? Which you know whether you think that's true or not. Interesting. Yeah, it's an inter- like that. Uh, it's, it was fun observation. Fun observation that again, that idea of relative safety. You know, the, just that mo- like that whole book is about um, someone trying to contend and place themselves next to their tolerance levels and their thresholds of what they can do around you know existential drudgery, a lack of freedom, um, you know, uh, a, a cancelling of the self, and all of these things are presented as as dystopian and horrible. And That's then there is, said, and then yeah. there is that one scene where it's like, oh yeah, and then also the worst thing, the thing way worse than that, which will then blast through any of that person's care about the rest, is if they are put under extreme physical pain. Um, you immediately then. You know, tolerate the rest. That being the narrative. That, that's. I mean, that's literally yeah. what. That's how that book shakes out. And then, and again, I'm not trying to make any draw any huge uber point from that or organizing principle, but I do. Again, in, it's just off the back of what you just said, Chris, which is like safety is is a relative idea. There. I mean, and you know, maybe what I'm talking about doesn't. It either means that what I'm talking about does matter, or it means that it doesn't matter. So this is the, the. I think the two thorny points that 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 gets to that will really um, help us in this. The first one is that. Um, you know, like whether it matters or doesn't matter is kind of immaterial because it is only yeah. through, like you know we, we navigate the whole world through our perception and emotions our and feelings, our personal world, yeah. And um, so the fact if it matters to you, it matters. Like, and that's 
that is, uh, yeah. which leads on to the second thing. Does the concept of protecting that um, better or neutral or worse uh, um, enable your capacity to reduce the instances of those feelings in your life? It really, you know, it cuts to the heart of why the way we do this podcast isn't, even though, you know, we, we have fun talking about ideas that are at the top is rad and ideas that are at the bottom is trash. I like that we don't, we're not working a format here where we have to decide if, a, if an idea is good or bad because something like this um, just seems to be such a embedded, I mean, A, safety, it just, it's hard to get away from the idea that it's like just an, just an instant starting stats idea towards organizing human behavior into a bunch of things that can have options for how it happens. And then, uh, is it you, fair? It's like, a, it's birthed from fear and like a attempt to, I mean, it's probably birthed, against that. It's birthed from a reality where danger and harm are, uh, are baked into the scenario. But fear is our response to that. Like, fear I, is our response I, like to I feel that. like, um, if you watch yeah. other, and I hate to say it, value judgment, lower order uh, species navigate, um, you know, life and death risks and all those things constantly all the time. But it doesn't- We're talking about you, iguanas. <laughs> but, but, but but I don't know about iguanas, but, but even lower. I do, know, they- s- no, like, no. Oh, like, you know, you watch insects go about their thi- their day or whatever. Um, yep. And, you know, I, like, I don't know what their experience is, no, but it seems don't. like they're just like rolling the dice and then dead. And like, oh, well, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It's- um, which again, I mean, on a on a zoom out enough for you, that's that's humans as well. But yeah, as but they're said, not bringing the same like, exactly. the same fear, fear and safety concept. Like they're not generating. They're, they're not feeling the need to write poetry. Yeah. As, yeah, and there's the so um, maybe I should have said higher order. <laughs> exactly, but no, there's the idea of. Um, I mean, and I guess that's yeah, that's the thing I was going to say because the you know because the idea that that does cross map that maybe was the one you were thinking of that we ranked was um, mm. we ranked harm. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, and so the idea of um, I think the thing that we hit upon when we were talking about how to rank harm was that harm is a thing that will exist, is an inevitability. Yeah, um, and safety is something else that it was. I think safety at its best is contending with an inevitability, which is a lack, a relative lack of safety. As in the the problems, maybe this is why, yeah, maybe this makes me warmer to the idea of safety overall, which is like, I feel like the problematic stretches and expenses of safety is a, is a, is when group organism, when the group organism is, is trying to create something in a context of an idea of perfect safety, safety is 100% of itself. Yeah, yeah. That is, maybe that is when, that is the annoying version. And that I- is the problematic version. But I don't think that that's inherent in the idea of safety. No, I think we're maybe at the end of the line here in terms of interrogation because yeah. I think that a true understanding of safety versus um, a, a collective mismapping or individual mismapping of safety is that over time, if you're engaging in an idea of safety that protects you from things you don't need to be protected from and brings you more harm, well, that's not actually that's not safe at all. And, that's it. Um, and the value metric against which you judge that as good or not useful is is again safety because the the thing you want to pro- have is a relative um, protection from the things that the hard hardships that you don't need to experience and and, and like as we discussed in harm um, you know that a good mapping of that will engage um, a, a, a willingness and capacity to undertake the hardships and vulnerabilities that will um, 
you know, leads you better able to do the things that you want to do more of. Totally. Yeah. 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 So and that doesn't mean like, um, oh, what are you, what are you afraid of, of getting hurt? You know, like just, um, you know, I'm not putting banisters on the stairs. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's, no. It's, it's um, yeah. And it is only a, a, probably a small percentage of the engagement with the concept anyway, given how much of our entire society is, um, well, every entire society and individual life is built around certain kinds of safety. And again, we're in a weird, we're in a weird little band. If I had to guess, I'd say that the vast majority of most populations in most countries, even now, probably more people are still at the idea, maybe at the other sometimes wonky problematic extreme of just being like, ah, oh, you know, you can only be so safe. Like, I feel like we're in a, you know, we're in a bit of a pocket, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we are, you know, like, I know it's something we acknowledge quite a lot about being in a pocket, but, uh, and something we acknowledge from time to time is that we're also in a pocket within a pocket by yes. being, you know, um, you know, men of a certain physical type of a certain age, like, yeah, like, yep. yeah, that's, um, we're safe. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. Uh, and you know, we, we're not, we're safe in both ways relatively as in we're, you know, and not to say like both of us have our stuff where we feel insecure and unsafe in the world, but relative to a lot of people, we are afforded the opportunity to both be practically safe and also to feel secure and safe around things that other people don't, um, with some, you know, strong exceptions that we uh, have talked about and will talk about uh, in terms of sharing ourselves on a Tuesday morning. And really one of the nice gifts of the last 10 years has been the rapid rate of exchange that people have had to share different experiences of that and to um, give a sort of broader contextual perception of what um, can better be done. But at the same... and. and that's also come with the cultural cringiness at the at the very start, uh, where you said, speaking of a chance to be obnoxious, or well, yeah. I can't remember what it is, yeah. but where you can wield um, safety as an inappropriate personal boundary um, to, I don't know, to justify certain behaviours or whatever. Like, I, like I've had, you know, but, I've, but had, I've had the, people, I've had people shut down what were really just going to be tense conversations where I was going to be sharing critiques of their behaviour. Um, fairly generously by them, you know, them invoking the language of safety fear, saying that they didn't, sure. they didn't feel like I was a safe person to be with, by which, you know, what they meant is that I was going to ask them to do the dishes. I was going to, or, or things of that equivalent nature. Not certainly things, not, not out of this pocket of reasonableness from the doing the dishes. Yeah, example. And, and of course, building a world view for yourself like that increases your own safety because, you know, you, yeah. if you can't navigate things. And it's only, it's been a couple of people in my whole life that have done that. And really, and, you know, and then you see a bunch more on the internet. And to me, it's well, personally for me, it's been well worth it to deal with that cringiness for what Chris said before, which is um, the the digital discourse and the human discourse, the, the huge space that has opened up for me to hear other people's perspectives about their experiences of, of care and safety and secureness or lack thereof in the world and where those things have come from and the ability for me to deepen my understanding about that or just to get to listen to what they're saying. Um, yeah, cringy, people being cringy, and let's face it, usually um, like just other like middle-class people being uh, cringy, like, you know, that's just, that's, that's a that's a built-in cost to all uh, to all things, and it's not the worst thing. I don't like side topic as you look at the list and start to think where to put it. Yeah, I don't like the um, throwaway use of middle classes. It happens all the time because, like, well, one good, good digression. Let's do this. Is it really? Yeah, uh, because um, like if we're talking glo- in the globe, like we're in the 
top 1%. Like that's, that's it. There's a really you know, good point. I'm in, so, the top, so I'm, in the top, I'm in the top 10% of income earners worldwide. Yeah. So if we're is going it, I'm in the ledger dismissive. class again. Yeah, this is, why, class. I like, this is we... why I like to push this because I'm like, no, I'm not going to present as... Um, I'm just yeah. going to look up what percentage. I mean, I think I might be I, fucked, unfortunately. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so rich and wealthy. Like I'm so rich and wealthy, everyone. And um, there is just because there is... A large, just because the bubble in the bubble that I'm in, um, it would has is trying to give me a lot of narrative tools by which to decide that I'm not that, and to decide that other people are the ones who are hoarding the wealth in in um, uh, horrible ways. That doesn't matter. Like I'm, uh, particularly if you, yeah, if you compare me to the rest of the world at living currently, if you compare me to the world at large that has lived across human history, I'm in this toxic position of wealth, you know, and um. I'm not bringing my hands over it or stressing about it. Um, the fact that I can just acknowledge it and contend with that as part of my day means that I don't have to do that. I just think but- it takes narrative, like uh, the traditional conventional ways of looking at class are still inherited from, you know, a century ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we've got to look at ourselves as like, yeah, you know, just because it's inadvertent, we own a tremendous amount of slaves that do an incredible amount of like yeah. labor for us yeah. for, for, for no money. Yeah. But also at the same time, um, being educated and articulate within your own society, yeah. like people uh, that assume that that, that is, um, uh, I don't know, sometimes that, sometimes that goes the other way where um, yeah. it's, it's, it's dismissed for being early. And for I don't the- know, like, like, so I'm the, I'm like in the bottom five percent of this society maybe in terms of income and um i'm constantly like no one's ever talked to me like that which is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just luxury and a curse but totally. like it's, but it's, it's, it's just because of the weird mismapping anyway it's weird i mean uh, so for so just to be precise for the listeners because it's easy for me to be so i make about 70 grand a year and uh and but i think i so there's that i also live in canberra which is just it's it's just a place that has a lot of like ambient affluence as well. Like there's, as in, I live, I work in a support in a couple of sort of support industries, like in the arts and in um, the fitness industry. So you know, places where I'm kind of, I'm servicing a wealthy population, which kind of creates a level of sort of like power wealth on top of my actual dollar amount wealth. But then I still, even just my dollar amount wealth, without any of that, like when you put it into the calculator, in terms of global income, like that puts me right up the top. You know, so, and, um, and my experience of the world is like that anyway, like I'm living, you know, I have my own, you know, um, uh, you know, I've, I've my own like private living space in my room. I have a couple of housemates, but I have my own private living space, which is just, uh, untold amounts of people worldwide, you know, don't have access to that. I get to, I basically get to eat and do and think about whatever I want all day long. Like, yeah, that's yes. Again, you're right. I will... You know, I talked about the middle class context in an, in the idea of being precise. It's even more precise to come back to what I was originally saying, Chris, which is as as a member of the leisure class, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Love it. Um, back to- I'm in the bottom 10% of Australia or, or lower, it says, but- I, I only ever look- But relative to the world. Yeah, I tried to find worldwide. I was on the OECD. I don't know what I am yeah. in Australia. I'm, I'm sure, but exactly. I'm sure worldwide I'm top 10%, you know, it's crazy. Um. Jimmy Worldwide. Um, so, going to the list. So, let's just do. Um, again, it's fun. It's been fun late for me to look at what. Yeah, let's let's say that it's going to be relatively high ranking. I think is where we've hit. Yeah, where's harm on the list? Actually, harm is where'd we put it? It's kind of around 
It's down in the 30s. It's underneath ownership and above taxes. Sorry, no, it's, where is it? It's No, it's lower. It's below psychology and above pets. Yeah, ownership and taxes are made better with concepts of safety, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if we go up from there, we've got playing it cool, great idea, mm. cause and effect, shorts, harnessing electricity, logic, lunch, body modification, geoengineering, sport. God, it's hard to imprisonment. lunch. I know. Um, gene editing, moving, immortality, law, which I thought it, that was the one I thought it was comparable to, authority, True or false, scientific method, competition, above that is consistency, above that is Below art. scientific method, because, like, we've seen societies have concepts of what uh, will generate safety for them without um, ways of integrating and interrogating reality, and they're uh, disastrous. Yeah, and we were heading up towards adaptability was a few above that, which I which I feel is another kind of... Certain, yeah, hard no to be above. Yep. Um, um, so, under scientific method, so going back down, there's true or false, authority, law... Immortality, moving. Hmm. It's hard to imagine safety being better without those things. Do you disagree with me? No, I don't disagree with you. Immortality, you know, I've, yeah, is, I, I, immortality you know, stuck stuck out to me because this is the this is actually the the main uh, <laughs> argument point between us. Is that um, I mean, other than the interpersonal ones that you aren't representing to me, which, which I'm grateful for. Um, keep me safe. Uh, is- you shouldn't let people in your band who punch you, Chris. That's the main one. <laughs> yeah. I currently have a slightly blackened eye because I got punched by a bandmate uh, in a Les Mis incident gone wrong. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Classic street story. Yeah. Um, not, not that much of a segue. We're ranking safety. Um, the immortality debate is that you would live happily forever in any form, which includes you just being constantly punched in the eye by your bandmate. Exactly. Um, for yes. the rest of eternity, yep. you would take that over being dead. Having to watch Russell Crowe's performance in Les Mis without the rest of the movie. You know what? Like, I listened to because because I wanted to learn the words yep. before p- performing it, and I, yep. I pulled up that. I haven't seen the film. I listened to 10 seconds of it, and I was like, I never listened to that. I couldn't believe how bad it is. The, Russell Crowe's singing. Yeah, I mean, and that would have been melodyned and everything. It's not his fault. Like they shouldn't have cast him. Like he, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's this mutual. Comp- well, I guess when you're dealing with that type of character, they're going to think they can do anything anyway. That's it. Yeah, it is. They shouldn't have cast him. They shouldn't have cast. Horrible. Him. It's not your fault, Russell. If you've only seen the movie of Lame, is do yourself a favor. Listen to the original, um, or one of the West End soundtracks. Russell, you're a conventionally as um, professional singer in many other z- zones, like, and you know this, but uh, yeah, this, they they stitched you up. Um. Yeah. Um. What What do you think? Do you think safety is I more think important the, than mortality? I, th- I think most importantly, the best intro, intro version of Lame is is that uh, <laughs> that anniversary uh, special uh, one where it's like multiple um, uh, Jean Valjeans from around the world. Uh, performing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one's great. That is good. Um. But yes, I think. Um. I, what What would what convince it, me? Convince again, me that safety is less important than immortality. I, um, well, again, I don't really have that strong a horse in the race because separate okay. to the idea, because separate to the idea of what immortality I would take, which is any, is the idea of, um, uh, the Safety idea of immortality being a useful thing to have in the imagination space of the human, of humankind. Yeah. Um, I don't think, which I think is, uh, which is muchos. Cause I mean, again, I do think it weirdly relates because the idea of fun, like at one point, one floor of the idea of safety is the idea of safety to not die on, you know, on, on one level, like 
that's that's you know that's, safety will ultimately always fail in a world where death yeah. um, is inevitable. Yeah. Um, so you could argue that um, if you had, uh, yeah, um, if you if you have immortality in the imagination space, then you can imagine a world where safety can be prosecuted in a more holistic way. Um, but yeah, I think I actually think the other thing to talk about though is whether it's higher or lower than moving underneath it. I think it's all. I think lower, but maybe not if you can, because I think there are situations in which you're just not going to be able to enact safety in a, in a world of chaos. Like we're not going to yep. control every element of our physical reality uh, for, a, 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 I mean, look, I mean, maybe we will, maybe we'll be uploaded into pixels within five years. Yeah, I guess. But um, or maybe we already are. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't think in our current conception of all of human experience and all the future, it would be absurd to posit that. Um, you can control everything and that, that uh, even other players in, in a realm and mm-hmm. having the capacity to navigate away from where you are is obviously a life-saving critical thing for, well, our own ancestors probably I think, the whole way. I think like immortality, the same argument I just made for immortality, I think it's a tool of safety. Ultimately, it's a thing that can so elevate. So, we're putting it just under immortality? Uh, just, under, just under moving. And above immortality? Uh, so, moving is under immortality. All oh, right, great. Mm-hmm. Does great. that sound okay? Yeah, to you? that does. What's what's below it? Uh, gene editing. Sick. Yep. Yeah. Under yeah. that, gene That's editing, good. imprisonment, sport. Gene editing is better with the concept of safety being totally. valued in a society. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> then, otherwise, we're all just fighting the one super soldier. That's right. <laughs> it's LeBron James. Yeah. Um, LeBron James with a bionic big toe. <laughs> it's just. LeBron James with a cricket bat for a hand. <laughs> they weren't very creative. Oh, it was great. <laughs> but it did the job. Um, I got some friends to watch Enter the Dragon with me last night, which is oh, one yeah. of the iconic, has the villain in that is an iconic, has a, has a blank for a hand style villain. Yeah. And it's great because the thing is <laughs> he has a metal hand that he beats someone to death with early in the film. And then at the end, in the, in the thrilling final battle, it turns out he can take that off and put other attachments on. And um, the, the thing he find, he ultimately settles on, it really does seem like, uh, it's, it's you know the the props are so kind of basic that it's it makes it seem like he's adorably made his own collection yeah, right. of different hands. And the final one is it literally is just like a knife block with some knife sticking out of it, <laughs> like three knives. He's just the like, scariest thing known to the human imagination. Three space. knives. <laughs> I mean, he's he, pretty great. He holds Bruce Lee off for a bit, <laughs> yeah. which no one else successfully does in that film. Yeah, great, great, nice. I hope you're having a nice, safe day out there wherever you are. Happy Tuesday, everyone. It's the Universal Tuesday in your ears. Sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion.